Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. And welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Girl Scout cookie season. Yeah, I have <laughs> purchased so many Girl Scout cookies. Not yes. all for myself, but <laughs> Savannah's little sister, you know, shout out to Adriana. She's been on the podcast before. She's a Girl Scout. Trying to help her out. I think I've probably bought like 40, maybe 50 boxes. No, at this point, you are the number one, <laughs> uh, the number one customer. Yeah. I mean, l- luckily, not just for me, like my whole entire family, my friends wanted me to just pick them up for them. They're lucky I'm nice. I did that. But I've been enjoying them a lot. <laughs> a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your fave cookie? Number one. I, okay. So... I do. I feel like I like them all, and I can never of decide course. what box that I want to buy mm-hmm. when when cookie season comes around. Because I'm like, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna buy all of them. Um, but I I would say probably caramel delights slash Samoas. No, that's criminal. <laughs> what a They're criminal answer. Listen, wrong, <laughs> <laughs> wrong, <laughs> <laughs> wrong answer. Um, I. If we're going with, like, the classic, my favorite is the peanut butter patty. Um, but I recently tried at the Adventurefuls, which yes, game changer. Yeah. Honey, they are good. so good. It's basically like a thin mint with, like, caramel and not mint. Oh, okay. It's mm, delicious. But mm-hmm. also, you know, second runner-up, definitely thin mints. Always. Mm-hmm. And Pro tip, if you put a pack, like a sleeve of Thin Mints in the freezer and eat them cold, even better. Oh, yeah, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. I, um, no, I've I've been a Girl Scout uh, since kindergarten and technically like I'm a, you know, I'm a lifetime Girl Scout. So. Okay. I'm a lifetime Girl Scout at heart. I was only a brownie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at heart I am. Mm-hmm. I sold many cookies. I won many yeah. prizes. Don't don't you get don't get anything wrong about that. Yeah, my entire well, garage was filled with cookies. Oh, I know. Yeah. See, yeah, having flashbacks to <laughs> when we had to stand at those cookie booths. Oh my like, god, in the freezing cold. The cookies. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the misery. I know. Oh my gosh. And then, like, when also I was talking to Adriana about how I remember when cookies were three dollars and fifty cents. Bro, and I was like, I feel so old saying that. I know. Now they're <laughs> but $5. like, I really, I really remember when they were three fifty, and like, I remember having to do the math when people would buy yeah. buy them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember at some point they were three for me, like just straight up. Oh, three. really? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe it was for me too. I don't know. I really yeah. remember the three fifty though. I don't know, and um, like now they're five dollars. At least in at North least, Carolina. Yeah. yeah, at least where we are now. Because in some states it's six, mm-hmm. but it's five dollars. And I feel like five is a good like easy math number. Yeah, I feel like I'm not paying know? more than five. So Girl Scouts of America, if you're listening, you better not raise it more because I'm not paying <laughs> more than five dollars. Right. I know. Um. I mean, you're supporting. You're supporting. Girl Scouts. So. Listen, it's a good okay. organization. It is a good organization, but I'm just letting them know <laughs> for the future. Like, I won't be buying nearly as many because I'm mm-hmm. poor. Girl Scouts <laughs> of America. Yeah, <laughs> and no, they should be three dollars. No, honestly, support the Girl Scouts. Yeah, forever. Yeah, go out and get your 
Get your boxes. Go um, on ahead and get your cookies. If you didn't know, now you know. It's Girl mm-hmm. Scout cookie season. Yes. I, I believe everywhere. I don't know if it starts... No, it's on the same. Yep. I don't know if it starts on like the exact same day everywhere, but like yeah. by now, yeah, it definitely yeah. is everywhere. When this so. comes out, one hundred percent, it will be. Yeah. Um, so, um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to the past week, Taylor? Um, just suffering through life, really. Suffering. <laughs> I mean, nothing specific. Just working <laughs> is yeah killing me. I, you know. One thing I was going to bring up is this is coming out on the last day of January, which is making me very oh. happy that we are moving out of that and closer to the warmth and yes, the happiness. Honestly, I think January, th- this month has lasted eternity uh, so long. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I and, really agree. Okay. So I, I kind of agree with what you, what you were saying though. Like my <laughs> vibe for the past week has been also kind of a little bit misery. Yeah. Just bad but vibes. We're, okay. Listen, like we're not here for bad vibes, but I do feel like I need to share this with everybody. <laughs> my, <laughs> my oven broke. Yeah. Rest in peace. And to that the is, oven. yeah. Rest in peace because we determined that it's not really an easy fix and I'm yeah. going to have to buy a new one. Yeah. So. Listen, it's adult just, struggles are really hard. It really is, yeah. It, it's just so hard. And especially when it's cold and you can't go outside and it's dark when you get off work and so you're just stuck in the house. I know. Like, everything is just yeah. really depressing. So, But, but, um, listeners, Taylor, my, my dear co-host, you know, has lent me her air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> so all is good. So Savannah um, can cook. She is not yeah. starving over there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Bless her. Yep. Have you made any good meals in the air fryer? Yes, actually, we cooked salmon um, last night, and it was really good in there. Honestly, salmon is really busted in there. Mm-hmm. You can really cook anything in the air fryer. Yeah, I've never crazy. really used one. Yeah, and my mom, I asked, that's like all I asked for for Christmas a couple of years ago, and she got me like the really nice one. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good one. It's yeah, a good one. Mm-hmm. I love her. Love her. Love her so much. Um, yeah. Okay. Also so. moving on <laughs> very different subject, but I just thought about it. Percy Jackson, you know, we have to talk about it. I'm sorry. If you don't like it, sorry. <laughs> um, we thought means of I had heard rumors that episode six was going to be a musical. Yes. And yeah. then Lin-Manuel Miranda was in it and we were like, okay, it's definitely going to be a musical. Turns out no music mm-hmm. <laughs> happened. Which broke my heart. Can't lie. I mean, it was still a good episode, but I wanted to hear some singing. So I was a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I only have two episodes left. So. Yeah. Sad. I mean, I guess there's still room for one, but I don't know. I don't think they're going to no, do it. No, I don't think they are either. So I'm yeah. sad. <laughs> sad about that. Um, okay. One last thing I have. <laughs> Listeners. I have been trying so hard for the past month to get Savannah to go see Wonka with me. And she has been refusing. Except okay. for I think I maybe broke through today. <laughs> Listen, I... Okay, okay. So, I, I'll go see it, okay? <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to like it. I don't know. Listen, I'm not even saying that I'm going to like it. I, mean, I just think true. it seems like a silly, fun time. Yeah, no, I 
I totally agree. And also, um, I think we might have to bring Adriana along with us because she <laughs> also asked me to watch it. Mm-hmm. She also asked me to go see it with her, and I told her no as well. So if I go with Taylor, she might kill me. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we, we got to go as a group. Yeah, we have to have the group, the yeah. squadron. We can yeah. sneak in some of our Girl Scout cookies. Movie theater, you didn't hear me say that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll have an update next week on if our movie review on Wonka, if I can convince Savannah to go. Yeah, yeah, we can... <laughs> Yeah, we'll give her a review. But I think I the reason I didn't I don't really want to or didn't want to when you um asked before is like I don't know, the the um trailer for the movie really just did not like intrigue me. You know what I mean? No, I do like, agree. I do agree. However, like I don't go love... see anything, but Right. I... Right. But here's the thing, our love for Augustus Gloop like, well, see, Savannah, that's true. That's like, true. <laughs> we mention Augustus Gloop in every single episode, and I'm like, we don't even know who he is. Like, you know, we haven't seen him in the trailer. He's not in the trailer. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, it could be like the best thing in the whole. No, world. but I don't think he's in this because it's a, isn't it the pre Wonka. No, oh. oh, I have no idea. I have no. Oh, you don't know anything about it? Nope. So I'm pretty sure Wonka is about before he made the factory and like how he made oh. the Wonka factory and everything. Oh. his company interesting yeah it's like a well, then yeah. that means it's going to be a completely different story it is that's even better yeah no expectations uh-huh. see you're trying to get me to watch something that you have no you don't even know anything <laughs> about it <laughs> i just want to see it because it's a musical i love musicals and the songs are in my head from tiktok Yes. Yeah, see, that's another thing. I've heard some of the songs, and I, <laughs> I'm i not too excited about them. But, I mean, we move. can give it a chance, okay? I'm yeah. ready to give it a chance. Listen, Savannah's being a hater. I feel like she's going to come back next week, and she's going to be like, guys, I love Wonka. It's my favorite movie of all time. We'll see. <laughs> so, I guess, you know, we'll keep you posted on that aspect yeah, we'll see, we'll see. of our lives. But... Go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please. But if you want to go ahead and get into your story, Savannah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so uh, this week I have another cryptid to talk about. Ooh, fun. And this is this is one that you're definitely going to know because it's one of the more famous cryptids. Oh, amazing. Um, it's the Yeti. Ah! Shut up. Yeah. Not sponsored. So I know. I, <laughs> yeah, no. No, honestly, when I was looking up Yeti, like, I, I had to, so like, hard. specify. Yeah. No. Yeah, I had to specify because... It um, kept pulling up, you know, the brand Yeti. Um, but no, we're not h- talking about uh, the brand today. We're talking about the cryptid, the Yeti, um, also known as the abominable snowman. <laughs> Listen, that is my favorite so. word. This is a very fun random fact about me. Abominable snowman is the most fun word I've ever said. 
and <laughs> most fun phrase. Just actually no, just abominable. Just abominable. Yeah. And me and my friends made it up like instead of a bomb, we say abominable, like a bomb. Oh. <laughs> and like the faster yeah. you say it, the funnier it is. So just go ahead and give it a try. Yeah. Um. Wait. So did you say it? Abominable. Abominable. <laughs> See, it's it just, is fun. It's the funnest thing no, ever. You're right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, all right. Um, the Yeti. I'm honestly surprised that we haven't gone over this at all. I, I think know. we did mention it. Yeah. I mean, we've them, definitely but... mentioned it briefly. Yeah. Uh, so, the Yeti is an ape like creature um, living in the Himalayan mountain range in Asia. Um, and that is over the countries of um, Nepal, Tibet um russia and india and um the word yeti is actually derived from a tibetan term that translates to like rocky bear or bear like so that's what they sort of think of the creature i guess um and as i said it's also commonly referred to as the abominable snowman (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in, in Western culture. Yes, definitely. So the reason that it's called that is actually because of like a translation error, sort of. Oh, interesting. So there was a journalist who was working in Calcutta in the 1920s. And he first heard reports of a wild man on the Himalayas from members of a uh, 1921 British expedition to Everest. So they were on this expedition and, you know, they have like um, Sherpas, like guides with them. And the there's like a translator in, going in between the, the um, British and the uh, Sherpas. And the translator was trying to find like how to translate the word, the word for um, what, what they were saying, like Yeti. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, they were definitely like, they weren't saying Yeti, but they were saying some word in their language. And he was trying to just translate it in a way that would make sense. Yeah. And he came up with abominable snowman. <laughs> it? I agree. So, yeah. So he's like, Okay, I mean, because what they were trying, they, what they were basically saying was like man-like wild creature, and like and like white, it, yeah. So I guess like abomination came up, yeah. you know, like yeah, which <laughs> like is kind monster. of a strong word now that you think of it. It's like okay, abomination, like abominable. Yeah, no, that's it's really mean. <laughs> yeah, it Very is. Very bully. Hmm. Um. But when you put it with snowman, like now that's like a phrase that people know. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. So, so anyways, that's how we got that word. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just some guy kind of like made it up when he was translating. So that's, that's, yeah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. So um, the, um, the Yeti actually, it traces back to different, um, cultures in the area as well so it's really ingrained in like buddhist culture um or and like pre-buddhist culture so i'll get into that a little bit but um before i talk about that i'm just gonna go through the like a more detailed description of the yeti so the yeti is like a large bipedal ape-like creature so standing on two feet 
it's not going to be like the, you know, a normal ape um, where they're like on four, all, all fours. Um, he's on his two feet, just like Bigfoot. So similar to that. Mm-hmm. Did we cover Bigfoot? I feel like I should have looked yes. that up too. Because, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, we definitely have. <laughs> I should have looked up what episode. Because this is very similar. Um, uh, so he... Um, well, I'm just going to use he for, for uh, the for edit. Sure. Just cause, for sure. Um, even though people do... Some people do say it's like a species as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But the Yeti, it is covered in brown, gray, or white hair. So, which is interesting because I always thought it was only white. Me too. Well, but like, it's also the hair yeah. part of it, at least. But like, yeah. Yes. Like I, I um, but I saw that it was described as brown, gray, or white hair. Interesting. So, and it is also sometimes depicted as seeing having large, sharp teeth. <laughs> so <Hate that>. yeah, <laughs> um, and. Uh, they are usually six to nine feet tall. Lord, it's that described. is so tall. Yeah, huge. Uh, and they're described as having a broad forehead, um, short and wide nose, and a pronounced brow ridge. And they're kind of like a human-bear-snowman hybrid. <laughs> so, yeah, all of that. But also, like, they... Also kept saying ape-like, but also like bear-like. Hmm. So it's just... All of yeah. the above. Yeah, all of it. Um, so uh, the sightings of the Yeti have gone all the way back to pre-Buddhist culture. So like long time ago. Um, and the uh, Leica people, um, they worshipped a glacier giant as the god of the hunt oh no way yeah and people are like okay well that's the yeti you know i mean obviously yeah and also followers of the bon religion they used uh the blood of quote-unquote um wild man wow in certain spiritual (laughs) ceremonies okay so this wild man was depicted as like an ape-like creature who carries a st- a large stone and a- as a weapon, and he makes a whistling swoosh sound. <laughs> with with his mouth, body? We don't um, know. <laughs> d- I, see, I don't know. It just said that he was making a whistling swoosh hmm. sound. I'm so going to assume it's like his, his hair <laughs> flying through the wind. You know? He's just swooshing. He's swooshing around. I'm guessing yeah. like this. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was picturing. Yes. <laughs> Just his hair um, blowing in the wind. Yeah. So the Yeti also made it into <clears throat> a Buddhist mythology. And in Buddhist mythology, they are peaceful creatures. So that's really nice. Uh, they're, they're shy and they live oh. in the snow um, in, in caves on the glaciers that they're form shy. the... No, I know. They're shy. That hurts me. Yeah, they live in caves on, um, like, around the uh, Ganges River um, mm-hmm. in India. So Interesting. Yeah. 
I know, I'm just picturing them, like, as these little, like, like, peaceful, gigantic <laughs> creatures <laughs> that just, like, walk around, mind their own business. They're just like, yeah. you know, we're just living here. True. I wish I could think of them like that, but all I'm thinking about is Scooby-Doo and the Abominable Snowman oh. episode. <laughs> but, I mean, it's Scooby-Doo, so obviously the Abominable Snowman slash Yeti was a person dress up being evil yeah 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 see that stuff like that just gives them a bad rap exactly like he the yeti they're shy they are just they're shy and they're cute little guys cute Cute big big guys guys. (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so in uh tibetan buddhism the yeti is considered a non-human animal that but it's also like close enough to being human that they can follow dharma. Okay. And do you know what dharma is? Um I do, but I have forgotten immediately. Okay. okay. So dharma in Buddhism is like the teaching of Buddhism. So, um so it's like morality and virtue and, you know, stuff like that. Okay, cool. So, basically, they're saying, like, these creatures, yeah, they're not human, but they're close enough to human that they have morals. <laughs> well, that sounds pretty human to me. I mean, some yeah. humans don't even have morals, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, that makes me like that even more. Like, the idea of a Yeti just being like that. Honestly, like, the idea of hugging a Yeti if it wasn't going to eat me yeah. sounds like the most relaxing, calming thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, according to them, they would not eat you. Like, it sounds I, like... Listen, I believe them. I'm just saying, like, the big teeth that we mentioned earlier, you know, I would be a little scared. They are an animal. Yeah. I think the big teeth part of it comes from people um, just wanting to say, like, describe them as mean, you know? I, mean? I do get that. So, yeah, I want to hug. Yeah. I want to hug a Yeti. Period. Like, so far, they might be my favorite cryptid. Aw, what a cute. Like, they're so sweet. Yeah. Uh, they're also shown as helpers and disciples to religious figures in Buddhism. And they're shown as guardians against evil spirits. So, just all around great. Um, and it's also, like, even though they are so great it's kind of a bad omen to see one because they actually enforce dharma. So if you see one, then it's a sign that you're not really like following the right path. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you see one and it's basically a sign like, oh, you did something wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not following your, you know, the teachings of Buddhism. So. Yeah. I can't believe they're so heavily rooted in Buddhism. I had no idea. I know. I didn't expect that to come up at all. It's Me either. Just, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so there are a few famous sightings that I'll get into here. Um, in 1832, B.H. Uh, Hodgson, um, he was a trekker in northern Nepal. And he described seeing a large bipedal creature um, covered in long, dark hair. And his his guides that he was with pointed, pointed him out. Um, and he actually concluded, he's like, oh, that's actually just an orangutan. 
But, like, um, how's that going to be in, like... Okay, first of all... Like, in Nepal. I have seen like, I get, so I many know. orangutans in my life, and I have never seen one that has been six to nine feet tall. Right. And also, are they and even also, native to that area? I don't... I don't know. But also, I don't know if they... Like, I don't think they would be on two feet. Like, they would be... Because their arms are so long. Because the Yeti also is described as having long arms. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that kind of ape. Yeah. But it stands on its own, like, two legs. It doesn't really use the front arms to be on the ground. Well, I think things might use both. Like, might... I don't know what it's called when you are bipedal really... and four. I thought they can do both, though. But well, I could be thinking of something else. I don't know, though. I'm trying to picture one doing that, and I feel like I just picture them using all four. Maybe. Unknown. Hmm. But I, what I do know is that, so they say that it's, like, a really big one, that, like, it's, like, six to nine feet tall. Yeah. I, I've never in my life heard of that. <laughs> ever before yeah so regardless of how it was walking i mean maybe True. there's one that big out there but i ain't never heard of it yeah i know because i've i mean i guess we've only seen them at, at like the zoo too so yeah maybe True. they're smaller but i bet not i feel like it can be mm-hmm. yeah also i mean i've seen a pretty big one but like not bigger than like a human or like just like the same size you know mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. Um, so there was another famous sighting, um, or he's he's kind of just like a famous, uh, almost Yeti hunter. Like he's just trying to see one, basically. So this is Sir Edmund Hillary, mm-hmm. and he climbed Mount Everest um, in the fifties. He he was a mountain climber from New Zealand. And he reached the top of Everest on May 29th of 1953. Wow. And he survived it? Props to him. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, I I could never. Like, I would never want to. No, we to. could never. I have, I have talked on this podcast. I wish I knew the episode. But I talked about I Mount think... Everest and how, like, most, oh, not most, but a lot of people do not survive the hike up Mount yes. Everest. And they leave their, yeah. your body there. Yeah, I'm I don't gonna, want that risk. I think I know which episode you talked about that because you were talking about Dyatlov Pass. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually have this mentioned a little farther down in my notes. So Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it has to do with the same area. But, so yeah, go back to episode 31 if you want to hear about that. But Oh, wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was really long ago. So, yeah, we'll just mention again that we would never want to climb Mount Everest. <laughs> nope, you'll because, never catch me doing it ever. Okay, because I don't get the people who are like, I want to do it before I die. Like, go to the highest mountain. Dude, I Why? actually know somebody Why? who is training to do it. <gasps> yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Do I know them? No. <laughs> They're okay. friends of my uncle. Um, but, wow. yeah, he's he's like a he is like a very athletic person. He does, like, all the Ironmans and stuff like that. Yep, and he's planning on doing Everest in a couple of years. I mean, I guess it's so. cool in a way, but it's like I definitely don't... cool. But I first but of all, not a hiker, like... not don't love the cold, so mm-hmm. it, I, it could never be me. See, like 
it's cool, but at the same time, I do kind of judge people for it. <laughs> same. Because, I mean, okay, like, Loki, because, okay, okay, maybe I, only because it costs so much to do that. And it it's does. like, why would you want to? It does cost a lot of money. Also, I can't. I only I couldn't even make it up like a 14er without having altitude right. sickness. I cannot imagine yeah. the altitude sickness that would come with being on the tallest mountain in the world. Yes, altitude sickness and you're cold. Freezing, freezing, <laughs> freezing cold. Snow? Mm-mm. Absolutely not. It actually sounds like my personal hell. Yeah, so. it does. Mm-mm. No offense to anybody who wants to go climb. <laughs> yeah, no offense. But it ain't, it ain't for you, me. But I read um I read a book about People climbing Everest. Did they make I forget it? What it was called? What'd you say? I said, did they make it? Uh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Good. I forget what it was called. Um, but that whole book like described the processes and everything, and I just never knew like how how crazy it was to actually climb it until I read that book, and I was like, oh god, I would never. Mm-mm. Um. But anyways, that aside, um, so Sir Edmund Hillary, he did it in the 50s. Um, yeah, so he and uh, this guy, Tenzing Nor- Norgay, um, they climbed to the top with guides, and they both reported seeing Yeti footprints on the way. Oh, interesting. Yes, but, you know, l- later they both said that these footprints were unreliable and were probably not the yeti Mm -hmm. um and then in 1960 uh sir edmund hillary he was still like he's like okay like i believe there's a yeti out there i'm trying to find it so he went on the silver hut expedition with a few people And they went to the Himalayas to collect and analyze physical evidence of the Yeti. And he even went to a monastery and he borrowed a, quote, Yeti scalp. Okay. um, From the monastery and he brought it to London where a piece was cut off for testing. Interesting. Yeah. So they analyzed this piece and compared it with uh similar scalps that were sampled from like the uh cero uh the blue bear and the black bear and it was concluded it was concluded that the sample was similar to the cero but not identical it was closely related to this like closely related species mm-hmm Hmm, well, um, that's interesting. And a cero is actually a medium-sized goat-like or antelope-like mammal. What? <laughs> um, it was similar to that? <laughs> yeah. So it's not even cl- really similar. That's so weird. <laughs> like, when I did, like, a quick Google search, that's what a cero is. It's, like, <laughs> not really similar to a bear, but. Hmm. Very weird. <clears throat> also, I was going to say, like, on his first expedition, like, up the, up Everest, when they, quote unquote, saw the footprints, do you know what a common sign of frostbite is? Hallucinations. So. Oh. 
I don't know if that could play a part into the whole Yeti lore. Could be. But it is Hmm. cold out there, so. Yeah. Yeah, and since there's snow everywhere, you're probably, like, sun-blinded. Yeah, snow snow blindness, yeah. Snow blindness. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that could have something to do with it as well. Yep, surely could. Hmm. Hmm. Um, So, I... Also have here, just like I was talking about a few minutes ago, the Dyatlov Pass. Um, so you covered this in episode 31. So over 100 episodes ago. <laughs> Literally. But um, I did not go back and listen to it. Rude. But, How could you? you know? I remember everything about it. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. So just to summarize, you know, you can go back and listen to the full story. But to summarize, there were nine hikers that were camped out on a mountain pass and they were attacked. Um, And nobody, you know, it was kind of a mystery Mm -hmm. of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some say that it could have been the Yeti. Yeah. So that's that's one of the theories. Because some of them... Like, they all were dead, but they were all found dead in, like, weird ways. Like, n- not all yeah. the same way. And some of them had, like, their eyes ripped out of their head. Yeah. Weird Scary. stuff going on. hmm So, yeah. It could have been the Yeti. Could we never been. know. But also, I don't know. Like, some of these other stories that I was telling you, all of the um, the legends and stuff say that they're peaceful. But also, so. like, is anybody peaceful when provoked? Like, what if these people were just scared and they were, like shooting at it or trying to hurt it like obviously i don't think it's just like fight or flight isn't every animal you know that's true and i feel like yeah. if you're nine feet tall maybe you would try to fight i would and i'm only five six <laughs> yeah five, seven, true so. <laughs> you know i'm just saying maybe maybe the yeti had to protect himself maybe hmm. yeah okay so um there are theories out there um, as to, you know, if, if this is, if the Yeti is out there, what exactly is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, you know, is it just, uh, something that we already know of that we're misidentifying? Um, some people theorize that the Yeti could be related to the, um, Gigantopithecus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, Okay. I actually do know what that is. You have heard of that? Okay. So it's a prehistoric ape that lived in Asia 300,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. Fun fact. I think I've said this before on here, but I took a dinosaur class in college where I had to learn like all these old um, things. And it was actually really hard. It was like one of the hardest classes I took and I took it for fun. So yeah, I have heard of that. Wow. Okay. Um, But yeah, so that the Yeti could be related to it. Yeah, like it's Maybe. little descendant. That's cool. Yeah. So the Yeti is described as bipedal, and most scientists believe that the gigantopithecus, uh, uh, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Have, yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> uh, it's a long word, okay? It is. So they have, uh, they walked on all fours. So. Well, you know, allegedly maybe we did too at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But scientists that have, like, you know, been over this, they're like, okay, well, its ancestors walked on all fours, so it would have been really difficult for it to walk upright. So this 
is probably not a descendant. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. That's I, like the main reason why it couldn't yeah. be. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I believe the science. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like the other things sort of uh, connect to it just because like they, um, it like being prehistoric and everything, it sort of did have the same features as what, what the Yeti is described as. That's true. That's true. So, also, similar. I really think that you can be like whatever you would call being like all, on all fours. I think you can really evolve from all fours to two feet. I think you can. Yeah. I think there's true. other species that have. Don't quote yeah. me on that, but I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm thinking it's at least possible. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the main theories. And then the other theory kind of is that it's just a bear. Yeah. yeah that's... <laughs> it's just a bear that people are like, oh, it's the Yeti, but it's just people are seeing bears. Okay, but like, what about the white-haired ones? There's no polar bears. But they're just know. like Maybe, albino bears. Yeah, or just like light gray. That's mi- Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe light gray and like the snow blindness aspect is making it look more white. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I really, I'm not sure if the Yeti exists or not. Because at, at one point in time, around like the 60s and before, like people really did think that this was like definitely out there like definitely the yeti was real yeah but then after that they sort of phased out to like okay well maybe it's just like a cryptid like you know mm-hmm. not true not really a real animal um so i don't know i kind of am leaning like lean towards it could maybe just be a bear but at the same time, I do love, love, love the legends of them being just like these uh, really peaceful creatures that live out in the woods, um, in the For sure. in the mountains. And, yeah. I yeah. like that idea, too. Here's Taylor's theory, okay? And this has been my theory for a long time. I think that the Yeti and Bigfoot and Yowies, all of the above, are all the same, like, creature that just live in different parts of the world. Yeah. No, I I And have adapted. Like, we just haven't found them. They hide. I don't know. There's a See, lot of this world that we don't know. And we think we true. know everything. And I just, we, we definitely don't. Yeah. And that's 100% sure. Yeah. And it, it is, like, when you bring that aspect into it, it is kind of crazy that, like, people have... Had, like uh sightings have been made all and, over the world yeah. like yeah like there, there's been sightings all over the Everywhere. world of these types of creatures and they're all the same so, you know, and yeah. none of them are like really harmful they're all just like these really tall hairy yeah bipedal but for some reason things. they're still not like documented as like real animals i know it's so, so. it's so weird to me and like <laughs> maybe they're fake but i just i don't know it's so hard to believe like and they're so deeply nested in buddhism that's really that that makes it more real for me like that i don't know like also they're buddhist that's cool yeah crazy um i did have a question for you 
Okay. Have, first of all, have you been to Disney World in Florida? Yes. Have you ridden Expedition Everest? Yes, and I love that ride. It's like one of my favorite ones at Disney World. <laughs> when I went um, one time, there was like no line whatsoever. So they let us stay on like 15 times in a row. Like we didn't even have to get off and get back oh, in the wow. line. They were like, y'all can just keep going if you want. And we did. Wow. Every time. And if you don't know, <laughs> you get to like the end of the track of this roller coaster. And it looks, it appears that the big Yeti has eaten the like track like of the roller coaster and you yeah. think you're gonna fly off but then all of a sudden you start going backwards yeah <laughs> so yep i know i want to go back to disney just to ride that <laughs> that was Same. a fun ride i love that ride so much it's not even funny that's also something i was thinking about like the whole time <laughs> you were telling your story yeah no because i i also went on tiktok to look up uh, like anything people had on Yetis. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I did see a lot on the Yeti cup. Yeah, um, there's and that. Then, and then uh, after I searched like Yeti Abominable Snowman instead, um, I kept seeing stuff about the ride. Yeah, so, <laughs> it does make sense. Yeah, so those are the most popular things that have to do with the Yeti, I guess. <laughs> Which is sad, like give the Yeti its spotlight it deserves. Yes. Guys, it's not just a ride at Disney World, even though that's all I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not really. That's really cool. I love that story. We love the Yeti. You know what's really weird? <laughs> what? So, we always have similarities within our stories, but today is a weird similarity. It's the one okay. that you wouldn't really notice off the top of the hat. Okay. Um. So... I guess, very sharp turn moving on to my story. I have for you the mystery of the Yonaguni Monument. And so the similarities of our two stories is that they both start with Y, which is very, (laughs) I feel like, listen, I know that's far-fetched, but like, why is that a common letter? I mean, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I see it. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And another coincidence is that your story and mine will both leave us asking the question, why? Or at least mine will. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess let's just get on into it. Like I said, I'm covering the Yonaguni Monument, and it's also known as the Yonaguni Submarine Ruins. And so it is this submerged rock formation locate located off the island of yonaguni which is in japan and it's right beside the island of okinawa so okay if you know where that is anyway the yonaguni monument is known as japan's atlantis oh throwing mm-hmm. it back all the way to episode one yeah. <laughs> when savannah covered atlantis so long time ago <laughs> yes a long time ago that and i kind of want to forget <laughs> kind of want to we talk about deleting it all the time we will never but just know that we want to because <laughs> it sounds so bad compared to yeah. i recorded that episode under a comforter oh my gosh i forgot about that <laughs> yeah i'm <was> so hot <laughs> we've came a long way over the years but anyway let's jump right into the story the waters off of the island of Yonaguni 
Um, it's actually a very popular diving location in the winter months because there's a very large population of hammerhead sharks. So apparently this is the absolute place to go if you want to dive with hammerheads, which to me sounds so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, scary, but like hammerheads are so cute. Yeah. I'm kidding. They're not that mean. What are they going to do? Bump into you with their little hammerhead? Yeah. I mean, I would still be a little bit scared. But... I mean, yeah, but they're like, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I'm just kidding. I know what the worst that can happen is, but yeah. <laughs> I think that just sounds fun. And obviously, if it's like the place to go, it can't be that dangerous, you know, like millions of people go just to literally dive with the hammerheads here. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't look up the accident rates or anything, but it can't be that bad <laughs> if people still go there. Mm-hmm. So, in 1986, there was this guy named Kihachiro Arataki, and he was diving off of Yonaguni Island, checking out the star- sharks, just like I said. But he was kind of swam a little bit away from everybody else, and he actually discovered something in the water. And so he came across this really peculiar structure that seemed to be very out of place. And it was sitting on the ocean floor. He said it resembled a pyramid and had lots of steps that were all very symmetrical and even. Oh, that's so weird. Very weird. I, oh. <laughs> very weird. Um, and so it has today been measured. And I did convert it for you guys in America. Um, it stands around 82 feet tall and 328 feet high. Oh, wow. So basically, this is like a pyramid. Okay. <laughs> a yeah. big old pyramid underwater. And this thing is absolutely ginormous. It is composed of shale rock and sandstone. But the mystery is <laughs> nobody knows how it got there. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. This guy was just free diving one day, found it, and. Nobody's ever owned up to it. They're like, wasn't us. Everybody's like, wasn't me, wasn't me. I don't know what it is. So there are some theories as to how it got there, obviously. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited to hear these theories because like how have I not heard of this? That's what, what I'm is saying. This? That's what I'm saying. Like we hear so much about in like the regular Atlantis and how have we never heard of this one? Like it's crazy. To me. This is actually Atlantis. That right. Right? Like so the first theory is that this monument was created by an ancient civilization such as maybe atlantis um right researcher masaki kaimura um from a nearby university he believes that the structure is a group of monoliths built by humans okay according to him it dates back nearly ten thousand years and was once a part of the lost continent of Mu. And I was like, what is Mu? M U. I've never heard of that. That's what I'm saying. A whole lost continent? What? You're telling me like I listen, I understand Pangea, all that. Got it? Right, like I get that there was lost continents and stuff, but like I how did I never hear of this one? Like the exactly. name of it and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. But so I did look into Mu. It is a mythical continent oh. supposedly located in the pacific ocean 
and its story parallels the myths of Atlantis and Lumeria, which you did cover both of those. Um, okay, well, maybe, like, maybe it's real. Exactly, like, exactly. It's there. <laughs> I mean, literally, it's quite literally there. So, there, there, there's that difference. Um, so, for as for Mu, the civilization, I mean, not the civilization, the continent, um, it allegedly um, was sa- sunken, I guess is the best word to put it, into the ocean after what scientists call a great cataclysm, which basically, in general terms, means either an earthquake or a hurricane or something of the such submerged this land beneath the ocean. Okay. It was once above and then it just like sunk down. Right. And so this theory says that whenever that happened to Mu, the people who lived on Mu who survived scattered across the earth and ended up like founding all these new civilizations. And the big overall theory is that the people of Mu went to Egypt and my like the Maya like the Mayan culture yeah yeah and that these are the places today where we still have pyramids so oh and I mean those pyramids also are a mystery as to kind of how they were built you know (laughs) so yeah maybe that is true they were getting some practice and then it got sunk to the ocean they were like okay let's do it nowhere really near an ocean Maybe it won't get sank. Maybe. Um, Most academics, scientists, seem to discredit this theory and call it fairy tale, which I think is lame. Because I feel like it does have some, like, it kind of makes sense, honestly. Um, It does. And it's like, I don't understand what what is their theory then. Well, we will get to their theory. (laughs) But... um, Chimera, the guy whose theory this all is, um, he does have some evidence to support it. Um, for one, Japan lives, not lives, lies in the ring of fire, which subjects it to very frequent earthquakes and volcanic activity. Also, not to mention typhoons and tsunamis that happen all the time in Japan. So it's very much so possible that there were all these land masses once there that were destroyed or sank. Yeah. Like move. Yeah. Um it's a dangerous area. It is, it really is. Um and his second piece of evidence um is that he thinks the structure possesses statues. Okay? Not thinks. Huh. I mean, he like he sees them. Okay. He's seen them. And that he says that they resemble animals and there are also holes which could have been like some posts, like if you were inside of the pyramid. Where people could have been, as well as there are carvings um, on the outside of the pyramid. Okay. So. This is really just taking me to the movie Atlantis. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is a movie. You know know the animated movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, do I? Yeah, it really really is. Where, um, like, I'm picturing this scene in um, where there's like the giant tsunami that's coming to like literally just bury everything yes and it's the little girl she's just like trying to 
escape and yeah, yeah it's like a whole thing yeah wow i <laughs> if you know the movie you know you what know. i'm talking yeah. about <laughs> if you know you know <laughs> um yeah okay let's see here okay but th- okay third other than the symbols and the carvings that he says are on there um he also makes notice as the as to the perfect math angles and geometry of the rocks and he said oh. this literally has to be human made because nobody could get it as perfect as it looks right. and that it wouldn't really form naturally that way right yeah so listen i'm i'm with him on that so other people who don't really believe that it was the lost continent of Mu. Some people think that it was actually the Joman people who built the monument. And the Joman were hunter-gatherers who occupied these islands up until 300 BC. So, oh. basically, the people who believe this theory are essentially believing Chimera's theory, but they're just saying it was a different group of people. And that actually it's yeah. been there for, like, way longer Right. So I mean, I can see it being different groups of people. Like, yeah. I, I think that part of yeah, it, I mean, I'm we not don't fighting know about. Who it's did like, it. yeah, it's like whatever. It could be many different groups. For sure. But it was probably a group, right? Like, it, oh, that, I mean, for sure. It's just like these people kind of think that it's older than 10,000 years, like, uh, kind right. of things. Okay. It's yeah. pretty much the only difference between their theories. Yeah. But, yes. But, the complete other theory um, that people believe is that this underwater pyramid is just the result of natural processes. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and they're, like... Girl, if what you're describing is true, like, there's no way... I need to see a picture okay, because Google I feel it, like... Google it as I tell you what these people are saying or go ahead and Google it now so you can what should see. I... Um, Yonaguni. Why? It's spelled just like it sounds. Right. <laughs> um, monument. One word. Okay. Yeah. And you'll see it. Um, so, yeah, people think that this is actually not human-made, that it just happens naturally. So, geologist Robert Scooch. Okay. I'm sorry. I need to interrupt right now. Go ahead. I just saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. There is no way. No. No. There's no way. I'm so sorry. They can literally say whatever they want. But that natural is not. Natural processes. It was like, it's like eroding due to natural processes. Definitely. But it was not built by. Def- na- like, what? Definitely. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it's eroding, how could it be? Like, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me how that theory makes sense. And I haven't even explained it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Go Google it. Go see the pictures. Go to our Instagram. Because you're going to have to see it to believe it. So, this geologist, Robert Scoach, he was from Boston University. And he is basically Chimera's main critic um, of his theory. Okay. So, he's the enemy. He's, no, I'm just kidding. He's but... our enemy, yes. <laughs> right. In yeah. our belief. So, Robert believes that the monument contains numerous well-defined parallel bedding planes, which, um, a lot, like, which along which all layers easily separate. That's his quote. Basically, in regular English, he's saying that 
the joining and breaking of these rectangular rocks is just natural. Like, he's like, yeah, rocks can form to be rectangular and in in the shape of steps and such things. Okay, what? I don't... I mean, I guess I'm not the professional, but I (laughs) I don't understand how... I don't understand how that can happen. Um, yeah, well, okay, so Robert also says that even though it does mimic steps, steps occur naturally in nature as well. This is true. This is true, I suppose. I can't, I will have to give him that. But not, like, the way that it looks, if right. you have seen the picture. Like the pyramid? <laughs> like, the perfect pyramid shape is right. strange. Like, I, I do see what he's saying. Yes, like, things can break off at perfect angles. And For sure. it'll, yeah, like, natural um, processes can, can do that, but not in that way. Like, I don't know. Right. This, the pyramid, that, that picture is just, like, that's too, like, structured. I know. It's very, it's very structured. It know. really is. Um, and so Robert also, he addresses the carvings on the outside that Chimera was talking about. And he says that the carvings on the monument are absolutely carved by humans. But he says that it happens, it happens like once people go diving that they carve onto it. And I'm like, I maybe. Now, I don't know what the carvings look like or say. I couldn't find, I didn't look that hard, but I couldn't really find any yeah. up close pictures of them. So it could yeah. be like... <laughs> L&M Forever 2022 heart. You know, I don't know. Or it could be like hieroglyphics. I don't know. But whatever carvings were on there, needless to say, everybody does agree that humans made them. Some people just think it was more recent versus more old. So who knows? Yeah. No, and I can I can almost like agree with him there. I like, can too, I, for sure. Like I'll, I'll give you that part, but not the... <laughs> But not, not everything the whole else. thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I I agree. And I also think it could maybe be both. Maybe yeah. new carvings and old carvings. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So one explanation that Robert has is that this monument is similar to the Northern Ireland's giant causeway, which I did not know what that was. So I looked it up. It is okay. basically, <laughs> it's crazy. It is this system basically of interlocking columns that were forced like and created by this volcanic eruption that happened millions of years ago and there's thousands of them and they're basically like little like columns but they kind of look like either hexagons or octagons and they are naturally made allegedly and so that is a legend that I'm gonna have to cover another day because there's a reason why it's called the Giant's Causeway um, okay. in the legend. But overall, people do believe that the Giant's Causeway is naturally occurring because of the rocks that go there. And just, I guess, the way that the waves are moving and stuff there and the volcanic activity. However, using this as an explanation as to why this pyramid is natural makes no sense. I guess he's just like, well, you see, if it can make this great columns, it can obviously make this perfectly <laughs> good pyramid, which I'm like. Okay, I did just look up pictures of that, too. The, yeah. Um, the Giant's Causeway. Yeah. 
And yeah, like there's nothing, it's not similar at all. No, it's just like, okay, so you can say one thing is natural just because there's something else that's natural that made something that looks like something? Like, I don't... Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, no, it definitely is like all natural just because, you know, nature can make these crazy angles shapes and stuff. and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I... <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's really reaching. Really, really yeah, reaching. I think it's reaching. It is reaching. But there is other legends about the giant, the giant's causeway um, as to what created the columns. So that I will cover soon. Okay. Yeah. And a whole different story because it's very interesting about that. So my argument to Robert is, okay, so if this is occurring naturally due to volcanic activity or whatever you else you want to blame it on. Why are we not seeing, for example, more than one pyramid at the bottom of this ocean? Why aren't we seeing this multiple times? Like there's yeah. one giant causeway. There's one mysterious pyramid on the bottom of the ocean. Not a bunch. No, that's so true. And we're in the ring of fire. So it feels like there should be tons if this is the case, if it's naturally occurring. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Riddle me that one. Seems strange to me. And maybe there are. Maybe we just haven't found them. You know, there there is a point to that. But seems to me a lot of people go diving around these parts. So I'm just saying I feel like they probably would have been found. Possibly. So that's my little piece. Um, let's see here. Okay. Also, very important to note the Japanese government clearly does not think that this is something important at all because there are no laws or anything put in place protecting against the monument's harm. And people have, like, argued and vouched for it. They're like, it needs to be protected. And they're like, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, because they think that it's just a natural occurring thing. And they, they're like, well, whatever. Right. It's but not like, like a historic uh, thing. I mean... Okay, first, yeah, I mean, I get that, but also, I also don't. Like, it's so cool. Why not preserve it? You know? True. Yeah, like, either way. <laughs> either way. Cool. Yeah. But, yeah, so the government also does not believe. But I'm like, are they just saying that so they don't have to admit that they believe that maybe an ancient civilization built it? I don't know. Don't come after me, government. Just saying. Um, hmm. so, yes. Now... My final point. Um, of course, we must visit the question. Could it be aliens? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I did do pretty extensive research for this. Um, and I could not even find one singular thing that mentioned aliens having to do with the Yonaguni Monument. But oh, I wow, have really? my questions. Okay. Because for one... Aliens play a big part of in the theories of the rest of the pyramids around the world. <laughs> so, why is this one any, dif- any different? You know? Yeah. That, it's, like, weird. It is weird. It is weird. And also, even more weird, in my opinion, is that in... We're talking about aliens in general. We typically think that they're, like, in outer space somewhere, like, in a different galaxy hiding. Yeah. Right? But some people think that aliens actually live in the ocean our ocean because it is one of the last frontiers 
AKA, if you don't know what a frontier is, it means we haven't explored all of it because we physically cannot, you know, we know what happened to the submarine. Rest in peace to those guys. We can only go down so far into the ocean. So we don't even know what's down there. So the fact that like (laughs) aliens aren't brought up and that could have possibly built this is a little weird for me. So my theory, Taylor's personal theory could aliens be living in the ocean and just built this pyramid for funsies? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like if aliens built it, then they did it while, like, the the other theories still stand. And that it was yeah. a continent at one point, and yeah. that's, when, that's when it was built, and then it sank, and maybe they're still down there, but... True. You know, like... True. I don't Listen, know, I, feel like I actually don't if, believe that theory. I just had to throw it out there. Because, I mean, yeah, true, it true, just true. makes sense. I, I really do think it was either the Moo people or some other civilization, like the yeah. Atlanteans or the Limerians, who are gone now because the land changes over time, obviously. And I think it yeah. just got sunk. And I think yeah, that people just don't want to so. admit that some ancient civilizations existed. So. Yeah, and I don't know why. Like, ancient oh, civilizations same. are so interesting to me same and guys like there were people here before us like obviously Mm -hmm. (laughs) like so why are we hiding them why are we trying to erase them i don't understand i don't know but i guess then that theory goes into like what if they were alien people and they're like that's why they're (laughs) trying to hide because that's what some people say about the atlanteans and the limerians right yeah is that they were actually aliens so i don't know that goes down a whole entire wormhole that we just don't have time for today but it's a whole thing who made this pyramid i don't know but yeah that is the mystery of the yonaguni monument and i really want to see it i really want to go to japan one day and i would love as i already said to dive with the hammerhead hammerhead sharks but then if i got to also see this mysterious pyramid what a i mean worth it you know yeah i mean yeah for me (laughs) Do you know how deep it is? Um, in the water? Well, it's very deep considering it's like nearly 400 feet tall. Right. Well, I mean, how deep to see the top? Oh, um, I don't know that also. No, I didn't write that down. Because like, would we have to... Uh, like scuba dive for really, sure. Like, be, yeah. Yeah. And like be for really, sure. good, really good at it. Well, I mean, you don't have to be really good to scuba dive. You just have to take one class. You know, yeah, and they definitely have like excursions. You can go see it. Like people go see it, so it's not like something out yeah. of reach for us to be able to do. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay, add it to the bucket list. Add it, add it to the bucket list. That's a big one. Um, even though it sounds fun, scuba diving it does scare me a little bit. Like just living in the underwater world for like thirty minutes is very scary. I know it scares me too because it's like what if I can't get up to the top like quick enough and also if you go too quick then it's not good so yeah what's that called um oh man it's on the tip of my tongue you get like the bubbles yeah the bubbles in your brain (laughs) what's it called what's it called the the bends the bends yes the bends that's my worst fear but like we're educated about the bends so we're not going to go up too fast you're right yeah yeah we, we, we can do it 
We can do it. We can do it. Dina's did it. We can do it. Like, you know? Yeah. We can do it. So, you know, maybe maybe put that on the list. Lower on the list than some of the haunted places that we can go to more easily. Because, you know, scuba diving to a mysterious ancient pyramid, that's a little crazy. With some sharks. <laughs> but Okay, I mean, that would be... Uh awesome though oh completely that. awesome I, I already have a gopro like we can record the whole thing exactly <laughs> listen we gotta add that to the bucket list for sure because honestly japan is calling my name also it's very beautiful here just to add to the list of reasons why we should go <laughs> like on mm-hmm. the island and stuff so yeah so yeah definitely be sure to check out our instagram this week you gotta go see the pyramid you got to go see the Yeti. We love, we love and we stand both of them. Truly. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. But go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I guess that's really all I have for you guys this week. What about you, Savannah? I think that's it. Okay, well then I guess we will. See you guys next week. Cue the music. <laughs>